0: Mac Power Users, Episode 666, The 2022 MPU Holiday Gift Guide. Hello and welcome back to Mac Power Users. My name is Stephen Hackett and I'm joined by my friend and yours, Mr. David Sparks.
1: Hey, Stephen. How are you today? I'm great, David. How are you? I'm doing great. And uh, it's really fun to talk about these annual gift guides. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm strapped in, ready to go. I got my list, although I do have a complaint. Okay. Um, you know, I uh, I was slow to the outline this time. And uh, so MPU listeners, this is the thing about this. Usually, uh, I think last year I beat you to the list and I got like my picks in first. Yeah. And this year you were like on the ball. You got all your <laughs> picks in. So, like, I got him, like, oh, I'm going to talk about this thing. And I'm like, oh, Stephen got that one. So, so, uh, we, uh, we definitely had to, uh, uh I definitely had to, like, dig deeper this year because Stephen picked a bunch of mine. But I guess that's just the way it goes, man, when you're too slow, right? That's right. One
0: of these things I bought on your suggestion and then I'm stealing it for the gift guide. So, yes,
1: I saw that. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. That the, uh, You know, that's okay. That's okay. I'm glad that my recommendation worked for you. It's fantastic. It's in my
0: backpack right now. Oh Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. If you are listening to this the day the episode came out, you have one day left to pick up a uh, classy tea hoodie or sweatshirt from our Cotton Bureau store. That link is in the show notes, but if it is after uh, Monday, November 14th, uh, you have missed your chance, unfortunately. They'll be back at some point. Maybe in the spring we want to do some new designs, but uh, the window is closing, so go uh, go check that out.
1: Yeah, and I really have to say this is my favorite merch we've ever sold for MPU. I just love the look of these things. You know, we've got the embroidered MPU battery, you know, very subtle but very nice. Uh, this is some great merch. So if you want to get some MPU merch, now's the time. Go check it out uh anything else in housekeeping well we're going to be talking today on more power users about our holiday traditions i thought that'd be kind of a fun follow-up for the gift guide episode and we've never done that before on the show so let's do that
0: yeah my uh you know it involves an aluminum pole and a uh oh, no <laughs> gre- airing of grievances and uh, <laughs> no, no no festivus here uh but man what a great that may be my all-time favorite seinfeld episode
1: yeah, yeah it's pretty good. I don't know. There's so many great episodes. Uh, with Seinfeld, people either like were there and get it or they don't. I feel like I'm not sure it ages that well, but at the time it was like a cultural phenomena. Either yeah, way. I,
0: uh, I watched Seinfeld. I was, I mean, I was too young for it when it was yep. out, but I watched it when, like, 14 years ago when Josiah, our oldest, was born. And right. So I had some time off and, and getting up in the middle of the night sort of thing, I just sort of blasted through a bunch of Seinfeld. And so it's always tied to that time in my life. But yeah, man, Festivus, what a great, what a great episode.
1: Yeah. And just also, did you notice that he always had a Mac on set?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. He had a 20th anniversary Mac. It was the first place I ever saw one. It was on that show.
1: Yeah, that's cool.
0: He made a lot of money for a comedian that seemed to not work very much. It's a, lot, a lot of questions <laughs> about, about Jerry Seinfeld's income.
1: Oh, I don't know. I think that, that, I mean, you have to, at the time that show was out, first of all, it's before really the internet, so everybody was watching three channels. So, the, you know, you never are ever going to have the same amount of focus from uh, culture, right? Everybody yeah. watching one show that you did back then, and mm-hmm. his show was the show everybody watched, so it was a big deal. I mean, uh, so many of those those bits they did became, you know, cultural memes before there was a meme so i I get why they made so much money on it but either way uh um that's cool uh but we're gonna be talking about our non-festivist related holiday (laughs) trash editions uh for more power users today but i think we should just get into it okay before we do i guess we should just kind of talk about the picks Uh, the idea of these picks is things that we think people would like as mpu listeners or things that you could buy for other nerds in your life and I was very conscious of that with my picks. I know Steven was too, because as, as geeks, right. There are things that people always ask us, well, what do you want? You have everything you want. We've got some stuff here. You can put on your list. That's the reason we released the show, uh, you know, a little bit before Thanksgiving. So you've got your armed and forearmed. Uh, but also, uh, we try to pick things that as geeks we can buy for our non geek family members, but still retain our geek geekiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that's kind of the goal with the show. And, um, Uh, We're going to just kind of start going through them randomly. Steven and I both have a pile of picks, and we're going to start working through them. So let's do it. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, Do you want to lead us off? Okay. Um, I'm going to start with uh, some Apple stuff. Uh, The first one I'm going to pick is the Apple Watch Ultra. Um, You know, we've talked about it on the show. I have got over my um, embarrassment about buying it at this point. I just love this thing so much. I wear it to bed. I wear it all day. The weight has not been an issue for me at all. My only complaint is that the orange band gets dirty fast. And I guess that's really not a complaint. But I just like the orange band. I'm sorry, it gets dirty fast. But the um, I was in the Apple Store recently. Um, in fact, we talked about that on the last More Power Users. I had to go to the Apple Store. And I asked the uh, Apple Store employee, You know how is the apple watch ultra doing she's like we sell so many of them and Mm -hmm. i feel like that this is you know i i was embarrassed buying one because i am not a mountain climber Uh, i do scuba but uh under very controlled circumstances like only with an instructor and every you know once in a while when i'm in hawaii but the uh uh, the so i don't really do the stuff apple made this thing to sell for but it's obvious that most people that are buying it are not that person so i don't feel bad about it um but I love the big screen, I love the, um, I love the bright screen, I love the battery life, and it just makes the Apple Watch more useful to me. So uh, I am 100% in with this thing. Uh, it's an expensive bit of kit, you know, so this is when maybe you tell your spouse you might want for Christmas, uh, you're not gonna like give it to the mailman. But uh, it is, if you're looking to upgrade your Apple Watch experience, The Ultra, in my opinion, is useful for a lot more people than who Apple was pointing it at in that event.
0: I've said this several times now, but it's the first time in a long time where people have stopped me out in the world asking about an Apple product in my possession. In fact, it happened just the other day. I had to go to the pharmacy to pick something up and just talking with the the person, you know, checking me out. And she said, Oh, is that the ultra and pointed to my wrist? And I said, yeah, it is. And she's like, well, I run and bike ride. I'm thinking about getting one for the battery life, but I'm worried it's too big for me. So I just took it off and handed it to her. And you know, she tried it on and we had this like conversation about how just amazing the battery life is. I mean, I sleep track with it and I can still go two days with workouts. It's, it's really, really impressive. I will say I've now tried all three bands. So mine came with the orange alpine band. And then I've got the white ocean band. And I recently picked up the gray, black, and orange trail loop, which is more like the traditional like sports loop, you know, like the Velcro and fabric, although it's a lot thinner and lighter weight than the more traditional ones. And I really like this band, I like the way that it looks. It's really comfortable. I like all three of them. But I found on the bright orange one that I'm kind of in between sizes a little bit. And the Ocean Band is kind of bulky to wear with like long sleeves. And so this one, I uh, actually haven't taken this band off since I put it on about a, about a week and a half ago. I've been really happy with it. But the bands are still kind of hard to get a hold of. You know, the, the, the trail loop I ordered, I think when the watch came out or right afterwards, and I just got it a couple of weeks ago. They're taking their time, but the ultra is awesome. And I, I'm like you, I, I'm just completely in love with it.
1: Yeah. I, I did order one of those trail loops and mine, the delivery date is November 22nd to December 7th right now. Yeah. So it's, it's going to take a while, but I um And I've washed the orange one. I actually really like the look of these, this Alpine loop and it fits me fine. Um, And at night when I go to sleep, I actually don't use the trail loop. I use a, um, uh, one of the uh you know the velcro based uh bands i got off amazon for 10 bucks and they they fit fine so in fact i don't even really need apple's trail loop i can just use these velcro ones that i've got but the um you know just kind of get getting back to the thread um I, the the brightness of the face the battery life and the visibility of the screen is great and then we did a whole segment on it on the um on the automators but uh, using that side button to act trigger automations is really cool because you can trigger shortcuts with it. And if you're clever, you can make a contention on your focus mode. So it'll do different things based on what focus mode you're in. And it's just, you know, a really nice watch. I'm happy uh, with the purchase. It, it costs a lot of money. Um, I've sold my, my prior one to offset some of the cost, but obviously I didn't get it all back and uh, I don't care. And so if you're looking to get yourself a gift, get have someone get you an expensive gift or or buy a nice gift for someone, I would recommend it. The only exception I would say is if the other person in your life has a a small risk. Um our friend Liana Lahua who's guested on the show, uh, she was over at my place recently and she's been thinking about getting one. And she actually fits in the category of people that could justify like, get one. She like goes out into the wilderness with search and rescue and like, you know, she's also works with um some of the the state fire fighting mm-hmm. you know wildfire fighting so she's like she's like in the demographic that Apple was talking about but she's got this tiny wrist and we put it on her wrist and it looked like you know it did look like the the cartoons where the giant puts a grandfather clock on his wrist it just looked silly on her i i hope they make a smaller one for people with smaller wrists uh, my guess is that with the battery life and everything this year, they were good to get the big one out, but maybe there's a smaller one on the drawing board somewhere. So I wouldn't get it for someone that has a really tiny wrist, but other than that, I think it's a great watch.
0: Yeah, it's fantastic. And and, and you can, I mean, they're in Apple stores now. like You can go try one on, which I do think if if possible, you know, if that's feasible for you, I think it is worth trying on because honestly, I think, for for me, like I've totally adapted to the size, and uh, but I think it's useful. I think people are a little afraid. I mean, like that that woman I was speaking to at the pharmacy the other day, right? Like she, she was super into it. Her, her concern was, is it too big on my wrist? And she put it on. I said, you know, look, it's about how you feel about it, right? No one else notices. But if you think it looks good, that's what's important. And uh, and I think she was going to order one, so I should I should go back in a, in a couple of weeks and see if she did it.
1: Yeah, I I would say that it does not feel uh, much heavier than my prior Mm-mm. um watch and it does not feel much bigger, but it's it is bigger, but I I kind of expected it to feel like strapping on a brick and it really didn't. I mean, of course it's Apple. They're going to make it as light and you know as possible given the you know the rugged nature of the device. But yeah, so I'm picking that, the uh the Apple Watch Ultra. It's the Apple's new watch. It's the It's more expensive, but it's not nearly as expensive as I kind of expected them to bring it for the feature set you're getting. It's got a ceramic back. It's got a titanium body. um, It's got a nice big bright screen and a battery that just seems to go forever. If you like it, if you like the way it looks on your wrist, uh, you will not regret the purchase.
0: I'm going to stick with the Apple hardware theme here. And I'm going to say the AirPods Pro second generation. The, the new ones that were released earlier this fall. I've really struggled with the AirPods Pro. The first ones, just the fit meant didn't quite work for me, and so I have hung on to the AirPods 2. But with these, they tweaked the in-ear parts. They did make a smaller size than they ever had before on the ear tips. Turns out that one was too small for me. I think I'm using the small size, which was previously available, but they've tweaked it enough where it really works for me. And so I've been wearing these a bunch, and they really sound incredible. Uh, the I'm not a big like noise cancel cancellation person, I'm not really using that, you know, just walking around. but th- the sound is great, and i've been I've been so happy with them. And man, the addition of the the case being able to make sounds, so if you uh, can't find it or like when it's charging or when you put them in, they make a little noise that little feedback is great because the case does a lot of stuff and it was kind of hard to know what was going on with it. And the last thing I'll say, and maybe it's cause I've been using AirPods two for so long, but the connecting and moving between devices, which I have, I have the automatic moving turned off because it never does what I want it to do. But the open the case, put it in your ear The time for like the phone to see what's going on and connect is so much faster with these than my old AirPods 2. A lot of times with the AirPods 2, I would open the case and I kind of have to like wait a couple of seconds and then the panel would come up and then I could put it in my ear. And if I didn't wait, sometimes it just wouldn't connect at all because it it didn't notice that the AirPod was out of the case and had been moved. And all that's much faster with these and it means that they're less frustrating to use. And so I've been using them almost every day now, I do have a lanyard on the case because it makes it easier to spot the case, you know, if it's like sitting on a counter or you know, uh, bedside table or something. But it's pretty sweet. I've been I've been very impressed.
1: I have a confession.
0: You have a set, and you didn't tell anybody. I have a
1: set. Yeah, I have a yeah. set. I didn't intend to buy them when they came out. Um, uh, uh, daughter number one was complaining how her AirPods don't hold charges anymore, and they're original. So I'm like. Okay, well, how about if I give you my, (laughs) I get myself a new pair. So I did. And uh, man, I I agree with you. The the little uh, speaker on the device is really like, to me, the biggest selling point. I've only needed it once so far, but I've only had them a few weeks. Um, But, you know, it's nice. I, I never really lose them in the world, but I do misplace them in the house and having it you know go off and then you find it between the couch cushions it's kind of nice the the fit in the ear is different from the original i uh airpod pro for me it feels better but i think this is a highly individual thing and this is one where you definitely want to go in the store and make sure they fit okay with you that they don't fall out of your ear um but you know just it feels to me like this is more than just a simple update it feels to me like you know, fixing a lot of problems with the first generation of the AirPods Pro and uh, a substantial update. So the, these are really nice.
0: Apple's really knocked it out of the park, I think, with the whole AirPods lineup. I mean, I think the Macs, not everybody loves, and they're pretty expensive. But I think looking back when they announced these with, what, the iPhone 7, I think? I mean, it's a long time now. Yeah. They're taking this very seriously. And I see them... Just anytime I leave the house, right? Like if I go to the park for a run or I'm going to go on a bike ride or whatever, the AirPods are just everywhere. It's really astounding how Apple's just turned what was one set of headphones not that long ago into a massive business.
1: Yeah. I mean, and if you look up the numbers, it's like the AirPod business alone is like eclipses a lot of other businesses. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how far they they've come with this. And, and, you know, they're making good moves. I feel like this is a sign of things to come. You know, I feel like we're going to definitely get more like this, like in the future, the the little uh, speaker in the case is going to be the thing. Uh, of course, USB-C is going to be heading, I'm sure. Um, and I, I just think they're, they're learning from the experience. They're uh, getting better. It's kind of what I would like to see Apple do with all its products. Mm -hmm. and you know and it's why some of us get frustrated with the ipad frankly is it hasn't evolved the way these airpods had and um and we'd like to see more stuff like that but uh, i'm not going to get negative this is a gift show that's right yeah yeah so uh, get yourself a pair of airpods pro 2 uh just to uh go back to that point you had said earlier about the noise canceling i really like the noise canceling i don't use it a hundred percent of the time but um, there are circumstances where it's actually really useful to me. So I like it.
0: This episode of Mac Power Users is made possible by Text Expander. With Text Expander, you can get your whole team communicating faster so they can focus on what's most important. With Text Expander, your team's knowledge is at their fingertips. Everyone can be on the same page by getting information out of silos and into the hands of everyone who needs to use it. You can share your team's knowledge across departments so your team is sending a unified message to your customers and they're not spending time reinventing the wheel. So here's how it works. It's really simple. First, you store it. You keep your company's most used emails, phrases, messaging, URLs, and more right within Text Expander, And then you share it. You get your whole team access to the content they need to use every day. You can organize it by department, and then they can expand it, deploying the content you need, with just a few keystrokes on any device across any apps they use, it's that easy. Text Expander is available for Mac, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad. I have it installed absolutely everywhere and could not get my work done without it. So you want to go to TextExpander.com/mpu to learn more and sign up. And when you do sign up, you'll get twenty percent off your first year. Once again, that's TextExpander.com/mpu
1: okay, my turn, uh, another Apple product, um, the new Apple TV with a yeah. condition, right? Um, you know, when it released, we didn't make a very big deal about it on the, um, on the show because I hadn't really kind of understood everything about it, but the price went down, the product got better. And I really think that, you know, I regret, <laughs> I bought one for the studio But it was like a month before these came out. It was too late to return it. And the the one I have is fine. But the new one, I feel like, is a nice improvement over the prior. Uh, But if you're going to do this, you need to get the higher storage unit. Um, uh, This is the first time we've ever really recommended that. We've always said get the lower one because you don't need that much storage on an Apple TV. But the threading support is on the higher um, priced one. And uh, that is, I think, very useful if you're going to do any kind of home kit or home automation stuff. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, but you know, I, I like it. It got smaller. It's just, I think it's just a really nice little update to it. Um, someday we'll do a show on Apple TV and where we think they should be doing with that product. Cause I'm not totally on board with the way it's been managed, but, uh, for what it is, this is a nice little improvement. The the new Apple TV.
0: Yeah. Apple TV is television in our house. I mean, yeah. it is the primary interface. We don't have cable. We just have a bunch of streaming services and, when you know one of us is going to watch something we pick up the apple tv remote right that's that is the interface and yeah the new box is is pretty awesome i mean they're doing some things with the um i forget the acronym but basically the match content setting so it it tells your tv what sort of like color profile hdr profile that the content is going to be and no TV support this new standard yet, but when it's here, that switching should be much faster. And yeah. uh, hopefully my year-old LG OLED will get an update to support that because Dolby Vision and HDR10, like all this stuff looks so amazing on a modern television. And Apple's been actually, I think, pretty good in the last maybe four or five, six years of updating the Apple TV hardware to support these new things, right? When the Apple TV was new, or even this style of Apple TV was new. HDR really wasn't a thing. They didn't have a 4K model. And now they are, I think, doing a better job of, of staying up to date with it. And a lot of people are making the move to 4K televisions, right? I did it last year for, you know, for my TV, and it's great. And uh, now's a pretty good time if you've got a, got a need for an Apple TV.
1: Yeah, and I forgot to mention earlier the 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 one twenty eight gigabyte, the more expensive model, also has a gigabit Ethernet, which yep. the uh, what's the lower model does not have. In fact, it doesn't have Ethernet um, at the lower price. So, uh, if you want to plug into the cable, that's also something. So, uh, just spend the extra few bucks to get the the more expensive one. But it's nice. Uh, I will complain a little bit that this is uh, they have a USB C charging in the remote, which is nice and just kind of a sign of things to come from apple i think but the shocking thing to me is it doesn't have find my built-in you know yeah. it should have an air tag built into the damn thing um and it doesn't
0: it's wild to me i was like they because they updated it right you're in the remote yeah. you put a USB C port in it and yeah. uh yeah no find my because i mean look, i live with three kids in the house right and who knows where that remote goes and i even have like a place so like a while back, Studio Neat did this little like stands for the Apple TV remote. That, like you suction cupped to your, I have it next to the TV and the remote sits in it. It's like, put it back here. I bought this thing for my friends, Tom and Dan. Like just put it in there. And uh, it's, it never goes in there. Every time I go in the den, it's like, you got to hunt down the TV remote.
1: But you know, it's funny because that requires your children to do something. I know. That's, the, that's the flaw in that product. But the... Um, I have a solution for you. Just wait. I was I was thinking about that recently. For some reason, I just had a flashback to when I was a kid. We had this big glass sliding door in our house uh, that go into the backyard, and of course, I was a kid. I was always running back and forth, and the um, the door you had to slow down to like get the door closed. Like if you push it too hard, it would bounce back, you know. Or if you didn't push it hard enough, it would stay open like three inches. And I I remember once as a kid coming in the house i was maybe like 10 and my dad like sat me down and he's like why is it that you just can't shut that door <laughs> you know and uh and he was asking but my dad was a very kind man he never like he rarely raised his voice and uh and i remember him talking to me about that and it just like flash forward to my children and the fact that like they just won't do things you know <laughs> and i'm like i really you know i guess it's just built in that's just the way we are. It's the
0: way, the, yeah, you know, it's the way it goes.
1: You know, someday they're going to have the kids of their own. They'll be like, mm-hmm. they—they're not going to understand why. You know, I don't know. Yeah, but the thing will be then why—why why they can't put the AR glasses away, right? <laughs> that's know, that's right. Why
0: do you leave this VR object here on the table? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm—I'm going to go with a a smaller sized Apple product uh, for my right. next pick. And that's the AirTags. We picked these last year, uh, and I'm doing it again because these things are just so useful. Uh, I've got one of my keys. I've got one in my backpack. I've got one that's on the carry-on case I use most often when I travel. And uh, it's just fantastic. You can get a four-pack for a 100 bucks. You can get the batteries when you need them at the drugstore. And... They have just saved my bacon multiple times, especially on the keys, right? The keys are, yeah. I think, the the primary thing. Um, also have one stashed away in each of our cars. And uh, I always forget to take it out when I'd like take my truck to go get something worked on. And then, like, why is your truck beeping at me? Yeah, that's that's my bad. Um, so we got a bunch of them running around, and I've been really happy with them. You know, I, I know there are some concerns around air tags and other products like this, but for the intended use, right. I'm not doing anything scary or creepy with them for the intended use for me. They are, they're just great. And I, I, I suspect as, you know, next year we plan on doing some more travel that their benefit will only continue to, uh, to show itself. And uh, yeah, I'm just, they're great. I can't say good enough good things about the Air Tags, and because they're just a little puck, you have the opportunity, like there's a bunch of Apple and third-party ways to mount them to things, right? So there's mounts that are like 3D printed to put on a bicycle or the one that's on my carry-on is from Belkin and it has like a security cable. Like it's not cloth or anything. It's like a little metal cable that holds it to it. It's not gonna go anywhere. Uh, so there's lots of, lots of different things out there to mount these to things. And it means you can really customize it to kind of, kind of fit what you need.
1: Yeah. And let's just take a minute to talk through what we're all doing with air tags. Um, by the way, mine also, the battery started dying and I just went through that and bought a pack off of Amazon. I think it was like $10 and I, and I updated all the batteries and all the AirPods, but, uh, we've got one on each keychain, you know, which is great. Um, Uh, and we've got them, I've got one for my, like my everyday carry backpack. I've got one there and I'm using one of those SF uh, bags, one of those, uh, waterfield, uh, Uh, holders but you can get holders for like five dollars on amazon you do not need to go crazy with the cost which is nice when they first released it they were like you know apple's like oh we have a great one for you the holder costs more than the airtag but don't worry about it just buy it you know (laughs) and now they've third parties are fully enmeshed in this um i've got them i've got i've got travel a couple for travel which I don't keep in the luggage because we have several different luggage um, and it depends on which one we use on the trip. But I I don't hang it on the outside. I actually just hide it on the inside of the luggage. Um, And that's kind of, you're not supposed to use it to track thieves, but I do it anyway. I love um, being on the airplane and seeing the luggage get, loaded on the plane on my phone, you know, know that it got on the plane with me mm-hmm. and I equally love getting back to the airport and seeing my luggage make its way from the airplane to baggage claim. You know, it, it's just a nice security thing. Um, I've had that happen a couple times where my luggage went on with the plane without me. I uh, have, that hasn't happened since I got air tags, but uh, at least you would know, right? There's nothing worse than sitting there for like an hour waiting for your luggage to show up and having <laughs> no idea where it is. Yeah right have you ever had that experience it's pretty rough
0: i have um and i've been slowly it's a topic for another time but i've slowly been merging our photo libraries and so i've been seeing all these old pictures and i came across a picture from it was like wbc like 2015 or 16 maybe it's been a long time and it was a picture that i took out an airplane and there was a roll away like a carry-on bag just in the middle of nowhere, like in the airport, like out on the runway somewhere. I was like, that person's going to have a bad day. But with air (laughs) tags, at least you would know you were going to have a bad day, you know, before you landed in, you know, Milwaukee or wherever without your clothes.
1: Yeah. You can say it's on runway 38, you know, go get it. You know, um, I, when I was with Daisy and I went to Disney world for a few days, it was a business thing. And we were only there a couple of days, but I'll never forget walking around the World Showcase in Epcot. And there was a family there and they had a couple little kids, and the parents had laced air tags into the shoelaces of their <laughs> shoes. <laughs> and I know Apple's like shaking its head. That's not what you're supposed to do. It's not for tracking your pets. It's certainly not for your kids. But I was thinking that's kind of a good use for a place like Disney World, right? Because if the kids get run off, you can at least have a head start as to where, which direction they are and where they are. Right. Yeah. So I thought that was actually kind of clever. And and I don't look at little kids shoes all the time. I just, I don't know. I think they were, they sat down next to us or something, but I asked the parents about it and I'm like, I'm like, Oh, he's like, Oh yeah, this one's a runner. So I, I put it on them all. And, uh, the other thing he did that I thought was kind of funny is he put his cell phone number and Sharpie on the kid's arm. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, this guy is like really ready, you know. But yeah, the, uh, <laughs> uh, but there's just a lot of good uses for it. I got one on my bike. I, I didn't get one of the fancy bike things. I just used electrical tape and taped it to the underside of the seat. You know? Yeah, that tracks. And, you know, and again, you're not supposed to. Do that, you know. Apple keeps saying this is not for theft protection. and so you can find if it gets lost, but mm-hmm. people do steal bikes. And, you know, I don't want my bike to get stolen. I want to have at least a chance of finding it if it disappears. Yep. Um, and, and so I keep finding uses for these. Uh, same thing with my kids. Uh, the, my kids and my wife all keep one in their purse. And, uh, you know, they just, they do multiply when you bring them to the house. I'm a big fan, which actually leads to my next pick. To solve the Apple TV problem and to parlay the the AirTag, this is by, by far the cheapest pick I'm going to give today. So this is the one, guys. $9 on Amazon. Uh, it's a remote case for the Apple TV Siri remote. And it's a piece of molded rubber, but it's got a perfectly uh, fitting hole in the back of it to hold an Apple AirTag. And it's just big enough that the air tag doesn't get banged around. It's got like um, kind of like little – on each side, it's built up. So when you set it down, the air tag isn't the the pivot point. Got it. And uh, they've got multiple colors. And I just got tired of the same problem because I got news for you, See, My kids are in their 20s. They still don't put the TV on. <laughs> oh, no. And, um, <laughs> yeah. So I got like a red one for one room and a blue one for the other one. So you know which – tv remote belongs in which room and you put the air tag in there and it's beautiful i i mean i was using this thing like 12 hours after i installed it you know because somebody left the remote out and uh, it's never far but if you're used to seeing it one place your eyes just you know where in this room could it be right and you just open your phone push a button and the phone starts and the remote starts beeping this is why i really felt the pain of them not building this into the remote because i feel like this is such a no-brainer um, but there is an additional benefit if you're a nerd um, it also acts as a, um, a NFC you know trigger for shortcuts so like I have a thing where I hold the remote up to my phone and it turns out the lights in the room where we're watching tv like it's like movie mode and because uh, you can do that because the air tag doubles as a trigger for shortcuts um, but it's really cool it's nine dollars um, a couple of years ago, I recommended one on the show that had a magnet in it. This one does not have a magnet, so you can't stick it to the refrigerator or whatever. But um, the AirTag support is totally worth it. In fact, this is your solution, Stephen. Just get one of these yep. and stick an AirTag on I your think
0: remote. I'm, uh, I think I'm going to. I'm going to keep that tab open to the end of the show.
1: This episode of the Mac Power Users is brought to you by 1Password, the solution that Steven and I both use to manage passwords and protect ourselves on the internet. Go to onepasswordcom slash MPU to get 20% off today. All right, I want you to imagine a room full of people obsessed with protecting your internet privacy. And you need a room of people like that because there's other rooms of people obsessed with trying to break into your data. Well, that room has a sign on the door that says 1Password. 1Password is the app Built to protect you on the internet is made by a group of people who are obsessed with protecting you on the internet. Just as an example, are you familiar with the term dictionary attack? A dictionary attack is a brute force hacking method that relies on lists like dictionaries of words and phrases that the attacker thinks will have the highest chance of success. They can throw the entire dictionary at your password, and if they succeed, like if you use any word that's in the dictionary, they're going to get through. And they look at foreign words. They've got all sorts of different ways to do these attacks. And I'm simplifying, but that is a thing that happens. That's why it's not good enough to come up with something clever that you think no one would ever guess because they're going to guess everything. Instead, to protect yourself, you need to use a password generator. And 1Password has an excellent password generator that can create passwords that dictionary attacks will never break. If you're worried about this, 1Password has some other recommendations like going on the websites and limiting password attempts so they can't try a thousand times or 10,000 times to break through. Actually, some websites let people do that. Another way to protect yourself is to change your password if it's been compromised. And 1Password has a feature for that. It's called Watchtower. And with Watchtower, 1Password will monitor compromised websites for you and let you know when there's a problem so you can go in and make a change. There are actually lists of hacked passwords on the internet that the bad guys get access to, but 1Password gets the same access to that list, and they run it locally on your computer to make sure that you don't have any of those vulnerable passwords in your password database. There are so many ways the bad guys are coming for you, and every way they're coming, 1Password is protecting. So get that room full of security experts on your side. Sign up for 1Password today. Go to OnePassword.com. Slash /mpu and make that in all caps because if you do you get to the special website that gets you 20% off your family plan. Once again that is onepassword.com/mpu and that's right you can protect your entire family with one password. In fact it's a great idea for the holidays when you're getting everybody together to teach them good password security. Honestly it's the best thing you can do for them heading into the new year. So what are you waiting for? That URL one last time is onepassword.com/mpu in caps. Go check it out.
0: Okay. One more Apple product. Uh, this is also, uh, I think a repeat, but I love these things. They keep populating in my home. The home pod mini 99 bucks. It comes in a bunch of great colors. The orange is fantastic. I have a stereo set in my studio and the orange ones. And in the, the world that we live in, where there's not a big home pod, uh, these things are great. And, I feel like nine, nine bucks is pretty reasonable for what you get. Uh, and you have, um, you know, I think if you, if you, or you got somebody who's like starting to dabble in HomeKit or some of these other technologies, like just having Siri listening is fantastic for that. And the, again, they come in a bunch of fun colors and they're small. And I think the sound for the size is actually really pretty good. And I just, I adore these things in my office. Anytime I'm working on, working on something, not at my desk, I tend to play music or podcast through these, this home pod mini pair. And the pair sounds great. And unlike the big home pod, where I know a lot of people had trouble with some of the, some of the, uh, you know, setting up of the stereo set and them staying in sync, the mini seem to do, do a really good job of that. So They've been they've been really solid for me for over a year now or about a year now, and they uh, they continue to just uh, you know brighten up my office and make music uh, and podcasts a lot more fun.
1: We got one because I had um, I wanted to set up a stereo pair in indoor studios uh, of the original HomePods because I had one downstairs and I had one in the bedroom, so I brought the bedroom one downstairs. By the way. The original ones still sound amazing as a stereo pair. I'm running them all day in this room. I love them. But the thing I know, and then I bought an orange mini for the bedroom. And uh, it's shocking to me how much better um, Siri is on the orange one, because I guess they're using a much later model, a series chip or the software is better. Whatever it is, it's like, you know, hey, lady works way better with Mm -hmm. new ones than the old ones. And, which makes me think, man, I really hope that they fix this and get like an updated big one out at some point. But yeah, I agree with you it, for a hundred bucks. It's a great holiday gift and it really can, you know, open up the world to somebody who's interested in like getting a little nerdy with their, uh, with their home speaker.
0: Yeah. My, my gut is that we will see the big one return at some point. I mean, it, it seems like Apple's just leaving money on the table by not having a bigger one. And I know there's weird rumors about them combining it with an Apple TV or maybe having a display on it for like a home hub type deal. It really seems like this is a product line that will get filled back out. But for now, the HomePod Mini is fantastic for a hundred bucks.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I really hope that next year a big HomePod is an option for the guide, the gift guide, assuming that they do it right. Um, but the, uh, we'll see. Uh next on my list. I something I did this year that I really fell in love with was um the rescued big iPad Pro. You know, I was all set to sell it and then I thought, well, I'll just set it up at my desk for a little while and see how that goes and I call it the iPad status board and I love it so much. Like even as I'm sitting here recording, I've got a whole bunch of data available to me on the screen between Sidecar and, you know, um, what's that feature now where you can use the keyboard on it? Uh, Um, Universal control. Universal control. I mean, it is really like having a second screen, but also having an iPad. And, you know, with the home screen widgets on the iPad, you can really turn it into a status board for you. Um, I have a TV in this room, and I'll sometimes screen share the status board to the TV. So I've got that up all day, especially if I've got a lot going on that day. I just like it, and uh, I thought this is something that I would recommend. If you want to try and set this up, some gifts you might want to put on your list. Uh, the first would be the uh, 12 South Drafting Table, or I'm sorry, Elevation Labs. I always confuse those two. Elevation Labs makes this thing called the Drafting Table for the iPad. It's got, and you want to get the second version because the um, the original one didn't account for the camera bump, and the iPads these days have got a camera bump. So get the new one. Um, it's like heavy metal. Like if someone breaks in, you could whack them on the head with it. <laughs> um, and it's got three different stands on it. So it's got three different heights. Um, and if you just get one of those and then I am, because I'm a nerd, I like, uh, I got a right angle cable and I put that in the, the show too. So you don't have a big cable sticking out the side, but then you just put a right angle cable in the side of it, you know, snake it behind the iPad and under your desk. And then, so it's got power all the time. And then change the iPad setting to be an always on screen. You know, so when you turn it on um, and unlock it, it's just there all day for you to see the time, the date, you know, your tasks, whatever. It's not that expensive to set this up, and if you've got an iPad in a drawer, you should absolutely be doing this. You don't need to use the biggest one. You know, if you've got an 11 inch, that'll work too. But you know, the bigger the screen, the better. But I find uses for this every day, and I love it. And uh, I think a lot of MPE listeners probably have an extra iPad where they may want to try this out.
0: You also have in here a right angle USB C cable? How does it how does that play in?
1: Well it's just because you want to plug it in, right? And okay. You just the, don't want the, the cable, cable like
0: strung out to the side.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's a risk having it stick out. It's ugly you know and they make a bunch of there's a bunch of vendors that make and all you need is power so it's not like you need the super duper USB C cable it doesn't need to it doesn't move data i just have mine plugged into a, a power source but you, you want to keep the power to it. i mean one of the tricks of this thing is to is to have it not go to sleep because you know if you do if it goes to sleep then you're not going to use it because every time you look down it's going to be dark but, you know, the other trick now, if you leave it turned on, is when, you, when you're when you done working, just reach over and turn it off. So then, you know, if anybody walks in the room, they can't access it without unlocking it. But uh, right-angle power cable, a Elevation Lab drafting table, and you're off to the races with your own iPad status board.
0: I've got something for iPhone users. Uh, the Peak Design iPhone case. We've spoken about this in the past, but uh, Peak Design is a company they make a lot of camera accessories and bags and all sorts of cool stuff but they also have the everyday case for iphone and it is a case that lives within an ecosystem of accessories to mount your phone to a bunch of of different things and it everything from like something you can screw into a tripod to bike mounts to car mounts and i've been um I've, I've looked. This is a product that I've looked. I look at basically every year when there's a new iPhone. I'm like, ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. This year I made the jump, so I got the case and I got the car mount and the bike mount, and I absolutely love this system. The case isn't my favorite. In fact, I'm really only using the case itself when I'm going to use one of the mounts. But the case has like a kind of like a cloth looking back, and has a little. Uh, square in it and that mounts to some of these other uh, accessories that Peak Design sells but it's also MagSafe compatible so it can charge and do all the regular MagSafe stuff. But the bike mount in particular really uses that square cutout to really grab hold of the phone and I've now I don't know how many miles I've ridden with my phone mounted on this but I really like it. Uh, It's much better for me than my than my phone like bouncing around like in my pocket or in like maybe in a, in a jersey pocket, like on my back. And it it feels pretty safe and secure there. Now, if I lay my bike down, if I crash, you know, my phone is the on the front lines of that. But other than that, I feel like this is a really nice way to do it. And the car mount is, is also really good. It does not use the, the square. It's just pure magnet. So you can use their car mount without their case. You can use the car mount without a case at all. But I've just been really happy with it. And Peak Design makes really nice stuff. So the fit and finish is all really good. And it's uh, it's kind of nice to have like this ecosystem of things that my phone can clip into and be a, a bit more contextual wherever I am. And I- I'm really glad I finally jumped on this this year. And uh, it's, it's pretty sweet.
1: I'm going to add on to that one because I got um, some stuff from them last year when they premiered this product. And so all the stuff I bought still works this year. I just had to buy a new case for it. And I, I actually think the cases are pretty nice. So they they feel nice. They've got texture to them. Um, I think they're, they're actually just generally pretty good cases. But one of the things that they make is a cool little tripod stand that hooks up to it. And another thing that they make on their list that I love is their wallet. It's a magnetic wallet. And the difference is it has a little like fabric flip over the top with a a strong magnet connector and it can hold i think i've got like five cards in it like i wanted to carry you know the credit cards the driver's license and the insurance cards and i have two insurance cards i could never get those in the apple wallet and it always worried me a little bit that it was open on top this thing is great it's a heavy duty magnet it attaches it's got a flip on the top so uh, the stuff doesn't you know, fall out. And the flip top also doubles as like a pull chain where you pull it and it lifts the cards out so you can get them when you need them. And uh, a lot of times I'll just carry that in my pocket as my wallet. But when I want to, I can also magnetically attach it to my phone. So it's a good ecosystem to get into.
0: Yeah, that's cool. One thing that I have not played with uh, from them is the charging stand. Uh, I feel like I'm in a little bit of, of flux here. I have the new Studio Neat one on its way. It hasn't shown up yet. But with the always-on display, I feel like I want my phone to be upright a bit when it's on my desk as opposed to just laying yeah. down flat like it does now. So maybe that'll be a future feedback episode topic. But I do think that accessories like this make a lot more sense with the always-on display.
1: Yeah. I, I bought one of the high rise stands, and I felt bad because, you know, usually I buy everything, you know from um studio neat but i just wanted something on my desk and it's pretty nice it's one cable it's the high-rise Three, so it's just one cable behind the phone and it charges your airpods your watch and your phone at the same time and keeps it vertical so it's it's a pretty nice piece of kit uh, but you know i think for the bedroom i'm gonna wait for studio neat okay um My next pick is kind of related to the whole desk rig. I talked about the status board. The other thing is because I'm on a laptop, I don't have enough ports. And over the years, I have bought various things that you plug into your laptop to give you more ports. And a lot of them have been disappointing and, you know, like unstable. They always have these huge power supplies and it just feels like I was never really happy with it. And I realized what I really just wanted was some additional USB-C ports Mm -hmm. and a couple USB-A ports and kind of doing some research, talking to some friends. Everybody likes this CalDigit Elements Hub. And I bought it in January. I was just looking at my receipt and it's expensive. It's about 250 bucks, but it is wicked fast Uh, USB-C and I believe Thunderbolt 2, I I shouldn't know the answer to that, but it's fast enough for me to plug external drives into it without a problem. It's relatively small. It does have a pretty big power supply, but they all do. But I was able to uh, securely attach it to the bottom of the desk and it makes using a laptop as your desktop computer much more feasible Mm -hmm. because it gives you those ports that you're missing in a laptop. And uh, it was a great purchase It's the hub that I've been the happiest with of all the hubs I've ever bought. And if you're looking for more port solutions, I think CalDigit as a company seems to be just the one to go to anymore. And the Elements Hub is like, for me, what I needed. It doesn't have SD card slots on it and HDMI, and it doesn't have like the full suite, but it has the stuff I actually need. Mm -hmm. And um, and I like the low-profile nature of it. I don't have to put a big piece of metal on top of my desk. It's just great.
0: Yeah, it's compatible with Thunderbolt three and four. It looks like forty gigabytes, uh, forty gigabits yeah. per second, um, and it's sixty watt power delivery. So if you have a sixteen inch MacBook Pro, I mean, does it does it charge your laptop, or are you charging no. from the Pro Display?
1: I'm charging from the Pro Display. Yeah,
0: because I think the sixteen uses a bigger power supply than that. But I will echo what you said. I used a CalDigit T S three for a long time. My current setup, I didn't need it because the Mac Studio gave me exactly the right number of ports, but CalDigit makes fantastic stuff. And if you're looking at laptop as a desktop, you're going to need something more than likely. And I think CalDigit, while expensive, gives you amazing quality and gives you something that's going to be reliable and you can use for a long, long time.
1: Yeah. It, what you don't want is to like find out that your backups haven't been working because you're you know, your hub got flaky and Mm -hmm. a lot of times you don't realize it or you don't want to be sitting here and have these notifications pop up. Your external drive has disconnected without you approving it. And you didn't do anything. It just disconnected (laughs) because the hub decided to, and then it says, Oh, your external drive has plugged in. And then 10 minutes later, your external drive is disconnected. I have lived that life. That is not what you want. Uh, just spend the money, get the good ones. And, um, this is a very practical gift, but uh, it can make your life so much easier.
0: This episode of MPU is brought to you by Clean My Mac X. You want to make sure you can trust your Mac. It's a crucial tool for work, education, and life. MacPaw is on a mission to help your machine help you, which is why they developed Clean My Mac X, an ideal decluttering tool for the Mac that can help keep it in tip top shape. CleanMyMac X includes 49 tools to find and delete invisible computer junk. It helps tune up your Mac so it runs at its maximum speed. Plus, it organizes disk space, showing you your large hidden folders, meaning you can free up tons of space so your Mac never runs into issues with storage again. It fights Mac OS-specific malware and adware, protecting your computer, preventing your Mac from cluttering, lagging, and slowing down. CleanMyMac's all-new menu bar app, helps you take care of your Mac's health from wherever you are on the system and includes six detailed monitors that provide useful information about storage, your state of protection, CPU performance, RAM, battery, and network speeds. Mac X is notarized by Apple and is available in the Mac App Store. It's been checked for security, and it really stands out in design as well. In 2021, it was honored with their Red Dot Award, UX Design Award, and has become a Webby Award nominee. Despite the war in MacPaw's home country, Ukraine, the team has worked hard to make sure there are no disruptions in the support and development of CleanMyMac X. The product is stable, safe, and secure. Get CleanMyMac X today with 5% off at MacPaul.app/mpu. That discount is only valid for two weeks, so go there now. MacPaul.app/mpu for 5% off. Our thanks to CleanMyMac X for their support of the show. And Relay FM. I'm gonna go with something practical as well. Uh, I kind of have three battery-related things, uh, but I want—I'm gonna start with the biggest and work my way down in size. How does that sound?
1: All right, let's do it. Uh,
0: the first is the Jackery portable power station, and listeners may remember earlier this year, I went without power for like six days. We had a big ice storm here in the the Memphis area. And I had bought this actually right before that. Uh, I got it right at Christmas. And basically what this is, is it is a giant lithium battery (laughs) that has a bunch of different things coming in and out of it. So the one I have is the the 240, they make different sizes. The 240 is on the smaller end of things. Uh, it's got a couple it, of, Okay,
1: wait a second. It's on the smaller end, but it's the size of a lunchbox. Let's just be clear. It
0: is, and it is heavy because the whole thing is battery. Uh, but they make some that are, that are bigger. And it's got a 110, 200-watt outlet on it. It's got a couple of 5-volt USB ports on it, and it's got a cigarette lighter. So you, you know, anything that would work off of that, you could charge off of this. And it's great. I mean, I don't even know how many times I could charge a phone off of this. It's a lot. But Jackery makes a whole system. So they have like solar panels that you can plug into it if you want to charge it off-grid. Um, and again, different different sizes and capacities. And where it's really shined for us beyond the uh, beyond the ice storm has been like if we go camping. And you know, lots of times you don't have power, but you've got things you you would like to to be able to charge, and it's not so big that you can't you know take it on a trip like this and keep it in the tent or keep it in the car and keep things charged. And uh, I've just I've been pretty surprised by its flexibility. Yes, it is lunchbox size, right? You're not going to backpack with this thing on, but if you're going camping, you're going to be at a cabin or something like that. It's easy enough to throw in the car and have a whole lot of electricity with you wherever you go.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's a great idea. And like, you know, we do have unstable electrical systems sometimes. I live in a world where we have earthquakes. You have ice storms and, you know, tornadoes. and
0: <laughs> Basically everything, but oh, we're due for an earthquake too. So basically anything could happen here.
1: Yeah, so it's just really, I think, a good idea to have something like this. In fact, when you told me about it during the storm, that that was kind of keeping your house going, I I bought one. Nice. And I got the exact same one you did. I got the 240. Mm-hmm. And it's really nice. And we haven't needed it, but I do keep the power topped off. And yep. if the day comes, you know, it's here. And I, I think that's kind of a good idea. I guess it just depends where you live if you're worried about it. But but I, I am worried about it. if If, if the big one hits... We may not have power for several days. In fact, I keep looking at the solar charger. The solar charger is is quite expensive. It's three hundred dollars, um, and I've got it like in my list in Amazon for like emergency preparedness supplies. Mm-hmm. But I just can't bring myself to spend the money on it. Someday, boy, this this recording is gonna really bite me one day. <laughs> it's like, you know, they're gonna be like, "Oh, Sparky, remember that." Back in November 2022, when he mm-hmm. said he was too cheap to buy the solar charger, and now Southern California is off-grid uh, off, off grid for two weeks. Yeah. yeah. That, that That's not going to age well. But either, either way, I'll, at some point, I'll get there. But I, I just yeah. did pay for a room, so I need to save money
0: for it. That's true. And, and something this size, right? It's not going to run your, your refrigerator or your furnace, right? This is keeping those smaller things going, Uh, It's not a replacement for like a full home generator, which is still, I'm slowly working towards at my house. But for what it is, right? For how most people are going to use something like this, right? I'm going out for the weekend and we're going to be off the grid and I want to be able to keep my phone topped up, right? Uh, Yeah. Or we had an instance about two months ago, the power went out overnight and our oldest son uses a CPAP machine and he could sleep without it, but he sleeps much better with it. And so I pulled the Jackery down off the shelf and plugged his CPAP machine into it and it ran it all night. So he didn't even know the power had gone out and (laughs) woke up. was like, what's this thing doing in my room? So it does have, have quite a punch, even the small air quotes, small, uh, 240 watt hour model that you and I have.
1: Yeah. Cool. Well, I think that's a good one. Well, we're on separate tracks here, but I'm still at my desk. (laughs) Yeah. uh, one of the things I, I splurged on when I built the studio was um, because I no longer have a window behind my screen, I wanted to do a better job with the lighting, and I bought an Elgato key light. And Oh, yeah, it's uh, great. I, I've been smitten with Elgato for a year now, and there are there are less expensive uh, key lights, but this one is great, and it comes with a pole. You mount it on your desk. You, you put it up. It connects to the Stream Deck. It's got a great app. There's a bunch of different ways you can control it. Um, home assistant actually sees it, which is kind of funny. Uh, so, and I can automate, you know, the, the key light setting. So if I'm going to be doing a thing for the labs and I want to have uh, my face lit up, I can do that. Or if I'm shooting video, I'm adding a lot of video to screencast these days. Cause I've got a room that I can do it in. And like, it's just, I it, am turning this thing on constantly. I love it. And, um, you know, buy once cry once it's a little more expensive than the other stuff, but man, it's so much better at the job. And if you are doing video calls for your work, like if you're doing Zoom calls, which a lot of us are doing these days, um, I think this key light could maybe be better for you than a new camera. It's just, you know, if you give an average camera enough light, it can do a decent job. Um, So often the problem people have with these Zoom calls is not that their camera's bad, although they usually are bad. Um, But the, the problem is really just not enough light on your face, and that cures a lot of problems. And uh, if you want to save some money, just get a lamp and put it behind your computer screen or whatever. But if you want to do it right, I would do the Elgato Keylight.
0: Yep. I got a couple of these, and they're as good as you said. Elgato uh, makes such good stuff, and their stuff all works together. Like, they've got whole mounting systems and all these other things. They really are at a point where if you need – you know, if you're streaming or if you're like, you said, just doing Zoom meetings, like, they – pretty much have you covered and then you add in things like the stream deck and their other their other products they've really done a great job i think kind of building out their ecosystem
1: now i think i uh, had at one point talked about my Elgato low profile mic stand and you ordered one but i never heard did you get it
0: yes yeah i'm talking to you right now on it and yeah i mean it's a it's not as Easy to use is like the ones I had before that were like spring loaded and you could just swing around. This, if you need to make any adjustments, you have to undo a knob. So I hope they continue to improve it. But I love that I can see my display when I'm on mic and when I'm not yeah. on mic and it's just over on the side of my desk. It takes up less space. So yeah, I appreciate yeah. that that recommendation.
1: Yeah, I, I just love their stuff. And um, at some point, I got an email from a listener who was talking about how Elgato has a long history with apple and i think even some apple people are there or you know former apple people but i don't know all the details but it just seems like it's a company that sweats little details Mm -hmm. with the stuff i've bought from them you know another thing i bought from this year which i probably should have put on the list is the stream deck pedal but we've talked about stream deck so much this year already but they added (laughs) a new product this year it's a pedal and like you can it's got three buttons on it. And like as an example, if you're in Zoom and I just tap my foot, it turns the camera off. And it's just like you find uses for the stuff once you put it at your desk. Yeah. Good stuff.
0: Yep. I'm gonna round out my battery corner with with two things. Uh the first one being this is what you mentioned on a previous show, and I stole from you <laughs> from yeah, this. I know. <laughs> it's the anchor seven thirty-three power bank. And this is a portable battery plus multi-charger. I've used different multi-chargers in the past. The GAN ones make them really small, which is cool. Uh, But this thing is kind of the best of both worlds. So you can just plug it in and and use it as a multi-charger, and it works great for that. But it is also uh, a standalone power bank with two USB-C ports and one USB-A port, which is pretty much the perfect combination for me at this point and i've got it in my backpack so i can use it on its own as a battery or if i get somewhere i need to plug in and charge multiple things at once so it's it's great uh, i used to keep a separate battery in my bag and i've gotten away from that because of this because it it now does both
1: yeah it's a good thing my wife never listens i actually bought one of these for her for christmas nice um, i just i mean this is the nerd gift that a husband buys for you know a nerdy husband for his normal and beautiful wife right Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah but she's you know she uh she travels for work and she's often you know out and about and i just thought this thing is perfect you know she doesn't have to worry about keeping an extra cable to like you know plug it in the wall it's built right in and it can it can run her laptop in a jam you know she can plug into it but it also can charge all her her devices and Mm -hmm. uh, the one i bought i love and i just feel like uh, anchor does a really good job with design and um, the like you said this is the best of both worlds and it's a great gift not only for yourself but for anybody in your life that uh, may need power one day and it doesn't take up that much weight she can keep this in her bag it's not you know it is not you know the jackery you know lunch (laughs) pail yeah (laughs) <laughs> that's more i guess you would say it's a uh what would you how would you equate the size of this thing
0: um it's like uh, a little bit bigger than like the original ipod like it's that sort of size yeah yeah
1: you know and it's heavier because it's got a battery in it but mm-hmm. it's it's great and uh yeah this was one of my favorite purchases of the year and steven jacked it he took it on I his did. list i before did i had a chance to put it on my list yeah
0: well, you know, early bird gets the outline worm or something. There you go. The, uh,
1: <laughs> I, I want I want uh, co credit on this one. Okay, I, we can share. We can share credit All right, for this. We'll share it. Uh, the
0: right. thing I would add to this, and really add to any kind of multi charger situation, is a short extension cord, because I ran into this issue. Uh, I went to Nashville uh, a couple of months ago with my brother for like a. Weekend we went and saw a live podcast and hung out. It was great, but I we got to the hotel and the only outlet near the beds were, uh, you know, like they're in the base of the lamp, right? You've all seen that, and yeah. some of these multi chargers won't fit because the way they need to plug in, there's a little excess at the top, and it can't work with the lamp. And so I came home, and I actually owned some of these already, but uh, I threw one in my bag. It's just a little. Uh, they make different sizes. The one I'm putting on the show notes is, is eight inches. You can get four, six inches, different sizes. But it's just a really short extension cord, just long enough to plug into the lamp and let your multi-charger, or in my case now, the Anker 733, let it lay on its side or, you know, lay on its back or something on the, on the nightstand. This is one of those things that just makes travel just a little bit nicer. Because, I, you know, I don't want to have to plug my stuff in across the room. I'm used to having my phone on my nightstand. I want to keep that up when I travel. And so I've got one now in my bag, the uh, road charger kit that I built for Mary. She has one of these in there now, which she doesn't have the 733. She just has like a, a small GAN charger that she can plug multiple things into. But it, it's t- like it's 10 bucks for a pack of four of them. And these are also really useful as a bonus tip. These are also really useful behind a battery backup where sometimes you have those, you know, chunky power bricks and you're overlapping precious number of outlets on the back of a battery backup. I got a bunch of things plugged into this, especially on the battery backup under my overhead table. That's where all like my um, like a bunch of like random home kit hubs and other stuff are plugged in. And all of those things come with wall warts and you get these little short extension cords and it makes everything better. So I'm a fan of these again, 10 bucks for a pack of four. You can find, you know, different sizes, white, black, whatever. But it's amazing how many times these things will come in clutch. The, the other battery thing I just wanted to mention, and I have to admit, I bought this because I saw it on a YouTube video, and I was like, I need this. This is something that I want. Uh, the Shark Geek portable charger, the Storm 2 Slim, and then the Storm 2. They're just regular, you know, battery bank portable charger things, but they are see-through. You can see inside of them. They have a little screen on each of them and you can turn the screen on and you can see how much power is coming in, how much power is going out, whatever you need to see. But they're see-through. You can see all the components inside of them. And they are just super cool looking. I didn't really have a need for another battery when I bought this, but it looked so cool. Uh, So I got the slim one, and every time I get it out, it just makes me chuckle that you can see the board and see the batteries. It's just, uh, it, it makes me happy. And that you know, battery banks don't bring joy to the world, right? They're very utilitarian. But this one, this one will make me smile anytime I, anytime I have to use it.
1: Well, first of all, if there was ever a product designed for Stephen Hackett, it's the Shark Geek. Mm-hmm. battery right <laughs> it, you can see all the components it's got screens on it with tons of data that you don't normally get off a battery i mean this just looks so much like you and i feel like if it looks like steven i think a lot of our users our listeners are gonna um relate to this so you should definitely check out because they're cool second of all did you know that shark geek also sells a retro mac charger no you let's, have got to see this see uh this. i'm gonna send you a link uh, it is so cool. You plug. It looks like a little classic Mac.
0: Oh yeah, I've seen this.
1: Okay, yeah, it looks like a little classic Mac. You plug in the screen, lights up with the little Mac happy face, and you can. I got a thirty-five watt charger on top.
0: <laughs> that's fantastic.
1: Yeah, I think that we're we're putting that one in the show notes too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really great. Uh, thirty-five watts is plenty for most things, yeah. and it looks like and a Mac. It's cute.
1: Yeah, And it's cute.
0: What more do you need?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, I went through a whole thing this year with books. Like I read a lot of books. I make a podcast with Mike Schmitz, who's like one of those guys who reads all paper books, you know. He's got a shelf behind him. This is really unfair. I'm taking Mike down. He can't even. He doesn't have a voice here. He'll have to to, uh, respond on the Focus podcast. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know, I think there's an age thing involved with eBooks where like people my age grew up with like carrying like 30 pounds of books in their bags, you know, especially if you go to law school, man, those books are punishing. And so we all had these books we had to carry. And then at some point eBooks showed up where you could get a little device or even on your phone, you can get these books and you can carry all of your books, you know, in less than a pound of plastic and silicone. And Um, so my age people are really digging the eBooks and, you know, the younger gang is like now saying, ah, we don't need all these devices. We want paper books and, you know, and so, you know, you guys didn't grow up having to carry books so you can appreciate them more, I guess. And the rest of us older folk kind of hate them, you know? Um, I I get that, you know, you can share a book with a friend, you can write on it in the margins, there are definite benefits to books. And if you're not an ebook guy, don't don't write me, I get it. It's cool. You know, but, but Mike started making me feel bad about myself for having all these ebooks and say, well, maybe I'm missing out. So I bought a couple books that I that were in my rotation to read. And I wrote the, read them as paper books, and I immediately realized that no, I don't like paper books, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> you know it's like I would want to read it, and it wasn't there, or we'd go somewhere, and I didn't have it with me, and just you know, uh, I love the ability, you know, I use that some of these online services that track my quotes so I can get them given back to me in spaced repetition, and there's just a lot of stuff you can do with digital that you can't do with a paper book. So I uh, did an experiment, and it didn't work for me, but that did make me kind of reconsider what I think about the Kindle, because I've had an, an ancient Kindle for a long time, and I read a lot of books on it. But I decided to upgrade it. Uh, um, Amazon has a program where you can trade in your old one. They give you more than it's frankly worth, because then you buy another one, and you know they like that. But I got a Kindle paper white and man, it's like, it's a newer one. So the screen resolution is better. The contrast is better. The refresh rate is faster and it holds all my books. And I, you know, a Kindle paperwhite is really a nice gift and they're around a hundred bucks. If you get the one without ads, it's I think 180. And if you get the ones with ads, it's 120, but it's, um, you know, there it's a really nice option. If there's a reader in your family who likes eBooks, you know, obviously if it's somebody, like Mike who really loves paper books don't try and force them into an ebook reader they're not going to appreciate that but if you do like ebooks i love it so much i mean i literally can like I, I, lately i've been getting into the lord of the rings hmm. um which is a weird thing right i'm pretty old to be doing that but they they did a series on amazon and it reminded me how much i enjoyed kind of those stories i thought well there's a lot lord of the rings material so i bought like a bunch of the uh you know, the Tolkien books, you know, kind of the background reading material on it. And the, those are pounds of books if you buy them. You oh, know. yeah. They, and I've got all those on my Kindle, just like I've got, you know, all the other stuff on my Kindle. And when I want, I can just flip over to it and read it. I love it. Um, you don't have to get a Kindle, by the way, if you have an iPad or an iPhone, you know, you can just use their stuff. Uh, but I, I've definitely kind of gone the Amazon way with books over the years, as Apple seems to be less and less interested in the books. There's also a new Kindle coming out that I thought I'd share. Um, I don't know if I'm going to get one of these or not. It's called the Kindle Scribe. Yeah. And they're, yeah, they're shipping at the end of the month. And it is basically like a Kindle with a stylus. I think it's like kind of a um, a response to the remarkable. It's definitely not an iPad replacement, but it might be like a remarkable competitor and you know, but allows you to take a stylus and take notes and writing on your Kindle books, among other things that it can do. Um, I'm not sure I need that frankly, but um I, I may get one and just try it and send it back if it doesn't work. But the, uh but so they've got a new Kindle coming out that allows you to write on it. But the paper white is at a very good price point and uh, very useful. And I think it, it would make a good gift to anybody who likes to read it's, it's just so nice to be on a plane or anywhere in the world and mm-hmm. be able to pull out my entire library.
0: I didn't really talk about it at any point, but earlier this year I tried experimenting with the Kobo line of readers, which I know Jason Snell is a big fan of. And if you want yeah. page turn buttons, you can get into a Kobo with page turn buttons way cheaper than the Kindle Oasis. But I, all my ebooks are in the Amazon ecosystem. And I just it made sense for me to stay there. And so while the Kobo hardware is really nice and the pricing in their bookstore is very competitive, most people are just going to default to the Kindle for better or for worse. And I think the Paperwhite is the perfect Kindle. I mean, it doesn't have page turn buttons, but I think most people don't care about that. I know Jason really does. Um, but the tapping on the screen work really well for most people. And the Paperwhite looks really good and it's lightweight and it charges via USB-C now. For the longest time, Kindle's used the, the, in a little micro or mini USB, whichever one it was that everybody hates. And uh, the Paperwhite's a a fantastic default Kindle. And this new one is really good. And so I think that for most people that meets their needs. I am interested in the Kindle Scribe. I pre-ordered it, but then ended up canceling it because for me, like I do a lot of highlighting in books, but touching the screen works well enough for me. And it really, I was kind of turned off by the size. I think the scribe is like 10, 10 or 10 and a half inches. It's pretty big. And I I wanted to see the reviews of it because it's, it's pretty pricey and I didn't feel like I would have time at the end of the year to review a new Kindle. So I ended up not going through with my pre-order, but I'm going to keep an eye on it because I think it's interesting. And if you are one who likes paper books because you can, you know, write in the margins and underline and do things, Uh, you'll be able to do that with the scribe. And so maybe that's uh, a better fit for some people. For me, I'm just content to highlight a passage. And then, you know, when I finish reading a book, I export the highlights and copy them into Apple Notes. And that's been a really solid workflow for me for a long time. But yeah, Amazon's is doing their thing. And the the Paperwhite has been a really good option for a long time. But I think with this new one, it is the Kindle to look at.
1: Yeah, see, the the bigger screen for me is actually an, a plus. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I I think I'd like a bigger screen. Um, I guess I'm going to add on to this pick. Um, if you've got someone in your life that is committed to digital reading, uh, get them a Readwise subscription. That is such a great gift because anything they highlight gets saved automatically to Readwise, and then you can just go to the website and it gives you random quotes. I i love this service so much i uh signed up for it i think a couple years ago i go there every day and i you know because you you highlight something but what do you do you act on it i mean do you mm-hmm. think about it later when you have them come back at you every day it actually really makes a difference and uh, i just think that is a great service so um if you're into the ebook thing you should check out that but yeah uh kindle i you know and i know a lot of people are like oh don't give money to amazon but honestly i give a lot of money amazon already and um i have bought so many books through the kindle in fact i found i will put a picture in the show notes i found my original kindle because we've been cleaning yeah at first of all the case is like falling apart it looks like a case from like the 1890s but the uh (laughs) but the the thing itself i was like i'm looking at all the sharp corners on it and like this was such a bad design but you know i was there at the beginning man
0: is it the one that has like a weird physical keyboard
1: yes yeah. everything about it is weird it's got weird angles it does have physical buttons maybe i should send it to jason maybe he'll <laughs> want it but the uh, but you know it's really slow refresh it, the corners are sharp so when you hold it in your hand it digs into your hand it's like there is like nothing good in the design of this thing, but it was the first really you know ebook reader that had a whole ecosystem around it. Mm-hmm. This episode of the Mac Power Users is brought to you by indeed. You go to indeed.com/mpu and join more than three million businesses worldwide using indeed to hire great talent fast. Hiring well means getting past preconceived ideas and recognizing top talent. How do you do it? you need Indeed. Indeed is a hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. So don't spend hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. With Indeed, you can find top talent fast with their suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. And if you hate waiting, Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. And screenings and assessments are really great. You can select for the skills that matter. With Indeed Assessments, you can pick from over 100 skills tests and add them to your job post. That way, you can find candidates with the right skills fast. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed you only pay for quality applicants that match your must have job requirements. So do you need to hire? Then you need Indeed. Visit indeed.com/mpu to start hiring now. Just go to i slash d e e d.com/mpu. indeed.com/mpu terms and conditions apply. And our thanks to Indeed for their support of the Mac Power users and all of Relay FM.
0: When we think about where we work, right? One thing we've talked a lot about as you've as you've done your office is the things that you want in there, not just for work, but things that reflect your personality, right? And and you know, you you named yeah. it indoor studios, right? You have a theme going on. And I was just thinking about people who listen to our show, and something that I think they all need in their workspace is a Power Mac <laughs> G4 Cube.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: They look great on bookcases, they look great on desks. And, uh, so I have a saved eBay search in the show notes and, uh, you know, I mean, you should get one that works, but if that's a little too pricey for you, you, get one for parts and it still looks awesome. And, uh, I think everyone should have one. It was the first Mac in my collection and it could be the first Mac in your collection too.
1: Yeah. And you know what? And they're still kind of expensive, but it's a cube. They're a lot less than they were when they were new. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember I had a friend that got one. I drove like 30 miles to see it. Yeah, It was before there were Apple stores, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it, it delivered man. What yeah. a beautiful computer!
0: So beautiful. I mean, tragically flawed, but beautiful. Mine's right over there, I can see it, and uh, okay. I think everyone should have one.
1: If, as the owner of a Mac studio, which is kind of the spiritual successor of this mm-hmm. without the pretty design, yeah, um, if you could go back in time at Apple and Have them make the Mac studio and something more like this, something that is uniquely designed, maybe a modern cube shape, knowing that it's going to take more room on your desk or under your desk and be a little more, you know, just bigger. Would you do that or would you leave it small and thin?
0: Yeah, I think the Mac studio is kind of ugly. (laughs) I mean, it's a fantastic computer. It's mounted under my desk but if it were designed yeah. in a way that was more aesthetically pleasing and if it was silent which it's not it would be on my desk uh but it's not it's, it's underneath and look it's very utilitarian in this design and there's something to be said for that because uh lord knows that we've had Macs that have, have swung too far the other direction but i wouldn't have minded if the if the studio was a little more iconic in this design because
1: yeah it is not. i totally agree i i feel like they should have made like the love child of the g4 cube and the mac pro Mm -hmm. like you know mac pro aesthetics and g4 cube size maybe a bigger then you could put a bigger fan in it that would be quieter and like Mm -hmm. i don't know but the i feel like they missed an opportunity
0: there and and that that may be what the new mac pro is right it's still yeah (laughs) uh, that's true it's it's unknown at this time of recording what that's going to be but i agree with you there there was opportunity there to make something cooler
1: that is going to be one of the fun stories next year of uh, what the, what the Mac pro actually is. Yeah. I, I'm going to say it right now. If Apple's listening, I really hope it has external card support. Cause I feel like that is like almost a must have for a pro computer. Mm-hmm. Right, it's have we'll some see. slots in there for stuff. Yeah, I think so. I think they need it. Well, you know, I, they can always just go back and redesign it because I said it on a podcast, you know? Yeah. The, I mean, that could the, happen.
0: <laughs> you know, the rumors forever been a half size Mac pro. So maybe it's, I think yeah. of between nineteen Mac Pro is our Mac Pro because that was our first in person WPC yeah, and we got to talk to the product manager on the show. And then yeah. I owned and ran one for yeah. three years, I guess. So I kind of view that as our Mac Pro. You know, I'm ready for yeah. our new Mac Pro.
1: If we have a couple's Mac, that's that's the one. That's the one. You know?
0: yeah. yeah. You put wheels on it. You can't put wheels on a Mac studio, not not easily. Yeah.
1: I like to equate it like a little pet. Like, okay, well, that pet's going away. So let's get a new one together. And I agree. New Mac Pro.
0: <laughs> there, there you go. The other thing I have under the category of cool stuff you should have in your office, and it's something cool that you and I each have in our offices, is a signed and numbered Susan Care print. Uh, Susan Care, of course, the icon designer on the original Macintosh team. She has had an incredible career then and since. And she has a web store where she has a bunch of her, again, iconic designs where you can uh, order them as prints. She has a blanket, which I ordered as well, which is fantastic. It's on the couch in my office. Uh, Mike Hurley gave me a signed Dog Cow print a few years ago. And then I surprised you with one of the control panel prints because you talked about on a show uh, a while back about like that was sort of the the thing in the original Mac interface that like you still think about and what really grabbed your attention. And it's just like a fantastic addition to, uh, to anyone's workspace. And she has a whole bunch of stuff. Now I haven't looked at the site in a while, a whole bunch of stuff here. And it's in her, you know, sort of that retro chunky design, but it's uh it's a really nice gift for someone who's into this Apple stuff.
1: Yeah, that was the moment for me. When I opened the control panel on the original Mac, I'm like, oh, I get mm-hmm. it. This is what they're supposed to be like, yeah. you, know, <laughs> you know, having come from, you know, basically, a, you know, the um, command line. Mm-hmm. This was it. And I really appreciate that. I, I have, um, you know, once we get the wood shop rolling, we're, we're still kind of cleaning stuff. But the uh, I'm going to make a, a frame a custom frame for it. So I've got like a whole plan for this thing. Awesome, good. I, I love it. Uh, but the yeah that that's a great gift, and uh, that's a great gift to ask for for yourself if you're a Mac nerd too. And if you go to our website and and you look at it's very nostalgic.
0: looking mm-hmm. at some of these icons. Yeah, a lot of great stuff.
1: Um, well, this one was gonna I was gonna say for later, but uh, uh in office or stu- um room design stuff, something I kind of like um this year i actually do a lot of gardening um i do grow bonsai grow orchids but the but those plants normally don't do that well indoors and last year my sister gave me a lego bonsai tree Ooh. and it was fun building it and then i realized this is great in the background of a shot, you know and the stuff i the video i shoot so and it never you know it's it's probably one of the only bonsai trees you can keep indoor and the um and then i added the lego orchids to it but they also have flowers but uh if you know somebody that uh you know is kind of nerdy and likes lego but wants some interesting flowers this is it's just like no lego i've ever seen before you know the the design of it actually does look organic and i'm not sure how they pulled that off but it was kind of a fun gift i was going to say that one for the end but i think that one's in now baby you know <laughs> yeah. uh, get your susan care poster and then Put some uh, some Lego orchids underneath it. You'll be really upgrade uh, the the look of your room.
0: Yeah, I got married the bonsai one when it was announced. She she's always loved those those bonsai trees, and uh, she has on her desk in the house. And uh, the bonsai tree one is fun because you can have it with flowers or without, and you you can mix and match it. And they do look, especially the flower bouquet. Like you're right, it looks it looks organic it looks alive in a way that is is pretty cool for lego so i was uh i chuckled when i saw this on the list cuz i think it's uh three good options
1: yeah well i i actually put the flower ones in you know in the in the fall yeah so i i, I my tree follows suit right you know <laughs> or you can use them in spring too if you're going to call them you know cherry blossom but i i think of them as fall colors but the yeah you can do either one have you ever thought about getting her an actual bonsai tree where you live with the humidity they'd probably do pretty good.
0: Yeah, we've talked about it. Uh maybe that'll be uh something I do at some point because we have a lot of other plants kicking around the house and uh I think she would
1: like it as an addition. Let's talk. I have thoughts. Okay. All right. Um the uh I'll do another one too since since we're going. Um the uh something I really like I've really appreciated since I moved in the studio is my robot vacuum. I bought an iRobot, um, you know, a little robot vacuum a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. But it's always been a little bit of a challenge to use it in the house. Um, my kids and my wife, they're putting stuff in corners, and, like, the robot gets confused. And um, when I set it up in the studio, now this is space I control, and my little robot vacuum goes off uh, whenever I want them to and does a great job keeping the room clean. And just, you know, that the whole automation thing of, me not having to vacuum is really nice, you know. When you start getting that, and now they make them that connect to HomeKit. Um, there's a whole bunch of brands out there. The one I have is several years old. Uh, they don't even sell it anymore. But I, I've got links in the show notes for the iRobot, which is the brand I use. Um, and also, they are a lot less expensive than they were when I bought mine. Yeah. So that's kind of if, if you looked at them before and said oh, that's too much money, like the Eufy one, which is Anchor's um, subsidiary. Um, which is a company I trust. Uh, it's 140 bucks, So they're not like super expensive now. Uh, granted, they don't suck as hard as like a real good vacuum does. But if you have this thing running every day or two, it picks up the bulk of the stuff off the floor. And they even make them now that have base stations that they can go to and like clean it out for you into a separate bag. So yep. depending on how much money you want to spend, I think this is the year to look at robot vacs because they're less expensive and more. Uh, they're better you know the, the chips in them are better about finding their way around the room and um uh, i just think this would be a good gift for somebody
0: yeah we upgraded ours last year to one that has the the vacuum tower so it goes up and it sucks everything out of the roomba into a garbage bag that then you, you empty we have a dog most of what our roomba sucks up is his dog for i think and it does a, a great job of that and you're right they've come way down in price and having more brands in here is nice and if you're uncomfortable with uh, uh Roomba iRobot their parent company being bought by Amazon this year you know there are other brands I agree with you I think Anchor and and Yuffie are are totally trustworthy uh but this is an area that's come a long way for a long time these things were like purely in early adopter territory Where like they were cool they kind of worked okay the early ones like our first one which i gave to i think my mother-in-law when we upgraded it just has like no brains right just like bounces around till it cleans everything mine i can program rooms so i have a job in the irobot app that's like clean front of house and it does the living room the den and the kitchen and doesn't do the hallway doesn't do the bedrooms and you can really you know focus it where you want it to so we've been really happy with ours over the years and uh if I was getting into it now, I think I would I would probably just do the Ufi one, but I got to say, having one that self empties is pretty cool. Uh,
1: the other uh, another category of gift I would look at this year uh, is one that you can share with others is the HomeKit stuff, and in particular HomeKit triggers. We did a whole show on it. Um, I'm going to put a link in for the Acara page on um, Amazon because I think they're the ones to go to. You get an Akara hub. And get some of their sensors but the sensor packages in particular are what allow you to enable HomeKit stuff maybe you already have a light but you don't have good ways to turn it on get yourself some sensors they're not that expensive solves the whole problem for you related this year i have become a believer in home kit door locks they're great and uh, we we talked about them just a few weeks ago so i'm not going to go into great detail i put a link in for the one i bought which is QuickSet, but there are other vendors out there but Just having the lock status on your phone is so nice. It's so, so nice that I think I'm going to buy another one. We have one more door that doesn't have it on it. But like, you know, when you leave the house and you're like five miles away from your house and you're like, did I lock the door, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) or did anybody lock the back door after, you know, because sometimes, you know, kids, right? They let the dog out and then the dog comes back in and then you don't lock the door and you don't know you know, and you're going away for the afternoon. You have no idea if your door's locked or not. You, you get one of these, you look at your phone that says, oh, the door's unlocked. You push a button on your phone and the door's locked, you know, and, or when someone's coming to visit you and you're not home yet, you can unlock the front door for them. So it's just so many good uses for this, not to mention like home kit automation, where you can have it, you know, turn the hue lights red. If the door is unlocked for five minutes, it's just, there's a million ways to use this stuff and it's really great now. So that's the, for other people version of home kit gear and the, for you version of home kit gear, I would recommend getting yourself a home assistant yellow. Um, I've only a week into mine. We didn't talk up. Well, we talked about that I was getting one on that home kit show, but we're coming back to this at some point on. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: we need games. to,
1: it is crazy. I mean, it just like sees everything and it's just like next level home kit stuff. Um, uh, you can have multiple conditions, and it's just, uh, we need to give it a show. But if you want to get super nerdy with with HomeKit stuff, this is the way to go. It is, uh, you know, kind of a pre-packaged uh, power-up for your HomeKit stuff. And you can build your own. There's a whole bunch of stuff you can do. But this is like, I love this one is the happy middle that the software is really stable. Um, you can run it on your web. It's got a, an app for your iPhone and then it gives you way more power over HomeKit than than you get with anything else. So, uh, we'll come back to that. But if you want, if you're a nerd and you're looking to like do more with um, HomeKit stuff, I would recommend the Home Assistant Y'all.
0: I think one critical thing when it comes to smart home stuff, and we we touched on it, I think, in the HomeKit episode, but is having good wireless, right? Having yeah. Wi-Fi extended out so that camera on the garage can. <laughs> uh, can get on the internet or the, you know, that your doorbell has clear, good signal. And we are both fans of Eero. Uh, they're another Amazon company, a, a former sponsor of relay and probably MPU. Um, but I've got a slightly older Eero set up in my house. I've got I think four base stations. Now they're all hooked up via ethernet. You don't have to right? because all these things are like wireless, but, um, the Eero Pro line of products is so good. And I have coverage, you know, covering the whole yard, front and back. I can be out on the sidewalk and be on Wi Fi no problem. And they've been just rock solid for me for years and years.
1: Yeah. So I upgraded uh, to the Eero Pro uh, uh, Wi Fi 6 standard stuff uh, about a year ago. And it was shocking how much better it got i was getting wi-fi speeds between 50 and 150 megabytes per second and it went up to 500 when i went up to the to the uh, wi-fi 6 standard i mean if you've got older wi-fi and this is really easy I, i do the same thing like you've got it it's working there's no problem and what you don't realize is the technology had a leap and suddenly you could increase your speed by like five times with a new new gear and i uh that's why i put this one in is like this is uh you know faster wi-fi if you uh are the household tech person is going to make your life so much easier (laughs) because everybody else in your house isn't going to be always complaining to you about the slow wi-fi anyway it's just it's nice and i don't know i know there are competitors that you don't have any experience with them and i i got into the euro ecosystem before amazon bought them but um you know you can get you know things to hide your dns and there's ways to make it less creepy but i i'm very happy with the eero gear that i use i just wish apple made it yeah yep imagine like a home pod with eero base station built in and um encrypted homekit security i just like there's so much you could do with this stuff mm-hmm. if apple took took that back but i don't know that they're going to yeah
0: they got out of the airport business right as Wi-Fi was getting interesting with yeah. these this multi-point setup.
1: And Thread, yeah,
0: yeah. I agree with you. I wish they'd be back in it because then they could be awesome and they could have, you know, real privacy stance. I'm not particularly worried about Eero itself, but it would be nice to have an Apple sort of first-party option for those of us that are basically entirely in their ecosystem. Uh, I've got a couple of, uh, of nerdy ones uh, as well. Um, I can't. Do one of these, it seems like, without talking about, hey, you should back up, you know, make sure your family's computers are backed up, right? So uh, Backblaze is a great option for off-site backup for you or any family members you're visiting.
1: Such a good gift, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sign them up for a year, you know, be set, ready to go. Uh, external SSDs or something else where the pricing has really come down over the years. And uh, I like the Samsung T7 line. You can get in a bunch of different capacities, a bunch of different colors, which is cool. So like I have a red one and blue and I think I have a three now and the different colors mean different things. And they have a a version they call the shield, which is a little bit uh, ruggedized. Like, I mean, it's it's an SSD, right? It's not going to really suffer like a hard drive would.
1: It's not as vulnerable.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, if you do use them, you know, out and about or something, and you want something a little more rugged, they have the Shield version now. So uh, those things are great for time machine or just off, sort of off-boot volume storage if you need it for an archive drive or something. And SSDs are something, too, that really have a tendency to uh, go on sale as we enter the holidays. So keep an eye out for that.
1: Yeah, I've got one of those little Samsung SSDs, and, like, I'll bring it on vacation with me and just, like, move copies of all the pictures in it. Mm-hmm. And I know they're in the cloud, yada, yada, yada. But I'm I'm manic about this stuff. And I like just having one more place that the data is stored before we go back home. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. I would say uh, uh, one of them, you know, uh, a, a nice gift on your computer is better inputs, right? You know, we all use the keyboard that we got with our Macs and, uh, if you're interested in updating, I was I experimented this year with some stuff. Um, uh, one thing I I tried is the mechanical keyboards. Keychron is such a good vendor, and they have low profile. They have number pad. They have you know whatever kind of keyboard you're interested in. They've got it. The switches are pretty good. And I'm sure if Mike Hurley were here, he'd be rolling his eyes saying that there's better switches and whatnot. But some of the stuff Keychron makes allows you to replace the switches. So you can, you know, get a Keychron keyboard as an entry point and then you can kind of tweak it. That's what Stephen did with the one he has. I have one. I don't use it all the time. I certainly don't use it when I podcast, or you guys would be hearing on clicky clack all the time. But I feel like as a vendor, their stuff is good quality, not too expensive. Um, it's a good gift for somebody if they want to, you know, hook up a, a, an improved keyboard to their device. They make one now that has a volume knob on it. That's kind of cool, you know, where you can turn the volume up and down with a little knob on your keyboard. Um, but they just, I think in general, that's the place to go as a starting point if you want to improve your keyboard. In terms of mice, uh, there's lots of recommendations, but one I tried this year that we've never got around to mention on the show is I bought a Logitech Ergo Plus. And who was it that we had on the show that talked about this, that convinced me to get it? It was, I think it was Zach Hall over at 9to5Mac was talking about how he has one. And I tried it and you know what? It's really nice. And if you've got limited space on your desk, it's a mouse that you don't have to move around. And um, I think it's just a nice... A nice idea. It's another, it's cool too. If you've got a, uh, any kind of RSI issue, it's a, it's a way to mix it up. So I've been playing with that. And then a listener sent me a link as I was finishing the studios for a desk pad. And this one is totally like nerdy, but it's, um, it's a, it's orbit keys, the company that makes it, which has a lot of cool, like kind of desktop accessories if you like, but they made a limited edition one. It's still on sale. Oh, actually, now it says not available, but <laughs> hopefully uh, you can sign up and the next time they they print more of these things. But it's a kind of faux leather desk pad, but I got the Obi-Wan Kenobi one. It's got a, a debossed blue lightsaber in it. It's got a little um, Jedi symbol kind of embossed on the thing. But they're really nice desk pads. If you lift them up, you can stick papers in them. It's got like two layers to it. And they've got um, in the channel above it, which can hold a pin. They've got a little magnetized doodad you can stick in there. So if you've got cables you want to keep track of, it's it's very nice. They also make ones that are not Star Wars nerd; they're just basic desk pads. I'll put a link in the show notes. But the um, but between those three devices, you know, trying a stationary mouse, uh, clicky keyboard, and this, I've I've kind of had fun with my input methods. And uh, while I'm not using them all the time, the desk pad is all the time, but the uh, keyboard comes and goes depending on my mood, but it's kind of fun. And, uh, that's a good gift, uh, that you may want to ask for as something that you would be using, you know, day in and day out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Desk mats are a big, a big business now. And, uh, I mean, we did one as a part of our St. Jude fundraiser even, but there's lots of options and it's, uh, it could be nice to help sort of soften up your workspace
1: yeah, it's so funny how these things come back. I mean, in my dad's generation, everybody had a leather desk pad. I mean, it was like that was standard, and then they just went away for the longest time. And um, now they're adapting to digital tools uh, as opposed to analog tools, but they're still great.
0: We've talked about wallets on and off uh, over the last several years on the gift guides and other shows, and I feel like I've slowly been moving towards the minimal wallet in game. For me, So for a long time, I used a Tom Ben wallet, but uh, a friend of mine was showing me his Bellroy card sleeve. Bellroy makes a lot of nice tech and travel accessories. They use a lot of leather, very sort of nicely done. Uh, The card sleeve is their super slim, minimal wallet. Uh, They have one that's black with an orange pull tab, so obviously that's the one that I did. And you got to make a commitment to go to a wallet this small. Uh, for me, it was no longer carrying the company debit card. That was like the last thing that got cut something I don't need every day. And if I travel, I can, I can do something else with it, but, uh, it's, it's pretty great. Uh, I really tried. I really wanted to be one of those people with like the iPhone magnet wallet, either Apple's, or we mentioned the peak design one earlier in the show. And it just never clicked for me for whatever reason. They weren't quite big enough or uh, didn't like the bulk of my phone. Uh, and so this is great because it just fits in my pocket really easily, very small, carry basically everything that I need. And I think it looks really awesome. Bill makes really, really nice stuff. I expect to use this for a long time to come. So that's my wallet situation. And, you know, while it's kind of a personal gift, right, um, before my Tom Ben, when I was using one that Mary gave me for like an anniversary present. But if someone is, is trying to make the minimal wallet jump, this was a this is a pretty nice way to do it.
1: Yeah, it's a really attractive wallet. My last one is a weird one to be the last one, but just the way the show went down today, we never got to it. But I, uh, I looked into upgrading audio this year in a couple ways. I think that I'm not going to talk about my podcasting microphone because this is not, you know, really what I'm talking about. I'm not. I don't. I don't want you to buy a really expensive bit of audio gear. But there's a lot of um, reasonably priced audio gear that you can use like if you're doing Zoom calls and you want better sound, um, I have an Audio-Technica USB mic that I used. In fact, I recorded some stuff for Mac power Users on when I was on vacation this year because you can throw it in your bag. It's not that expensive, but it is a significant improvement over the built-in microphone on the Mac. And um, this one Daisy uses when she does Zoom calls, you know, and she always gets compliments, you know, that her audio sounds better. And, uh, it has, a, a, a headphone jack on it so you can plug in and get a uh, live uh, line audio in it. It's not that expensive and it runs on USB and you can pack it up and throw it in your bag. It's the Audio-Technica ATR 2500X. And, um, so we'll put a, a link in, but if you want to improve your audio, this is an excellent way to do it. The other thing I did for audio this year is because, um, we record a lot of audio into the phone. And I had a wireless um, solution that stopped working on me and so I went and looking and found DGI, you know, the drone people. yeah, they started making a wireless mic this year and it is like a lav base mic, you know it's a little unit that you can magnetically attach your clothes or clip on. and then it's got a, a base unit and it's just so well designed. It's like, it's like, it feels to me almost like an Apple-style design. It's got a, a battery case that it fits into, like a big, imagine a big AirPod case, right? Uh, but it's got the, um, the base unit has a USB-C and a lightning cable that you can attach to it, uh, but it also has a traditional hot shoe mount. So whether you're attaching it to a fancy camera or just plugging it into your iPhone, uh, it can do all of those things, right? And the little microphone units, it has two of them, so like, like I'm having a friend over, and I think I might make a Friends of Dave video of it for the labs. And I think I'll use these because you can record two people at the same time. Daisy and I use it for some of the Disney field guide stuff we do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just super nice. The units have clips so you can clip them in, but they also have magnets so you can just attach them to your clothes. Um, they do take a microphone, like a lav mic if you want, and they record locally onto the device at the same time they're sending the wireless signal back to your phone or your camera. So you get a local audio at the same time. It's just like they thought of all the problems with a wireless solution. It's not inexpensive. It's around 300 bucks. So not everybody's going to want this. But if you do audio at home or like you like to record relatives, um, sticking a lav mic on them or one of these little, you know, a DJI, you know, little microphones really, I think makes it super easy to get great audio and I think it's comfortable for the people. They're not connected to a cord. And um, because there's two of them, you can actually record two people. I think it's really best in class for this kind of thing. And uh, I know there's people in the audience that work in professional audio and will send me links to things that are are much better and much more expensive. But this is like the sweet spot for me. And uh, I've been super happy with the purchase and I would recommend it as um, a gift. Cool. I think we did it. Yeah, we did it. And you know, uh, another great gift to give people is uh, you know, a donation to some charity that matters to you. Uh, Stephen and I, of course, are are big into St. Jude, but uh, you don't have to buy a great tech gear. Um, uh, and uh, if you want to make a St. Jude donation, that's not a bad idea either. Not at all. Well, Stephen, that was a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah. There's currently 51 yeah. links in the show, in the show notes. That, that's wow. pretty close to yeah. a record for
1: us. Yeah, but you know, it's all cool stuff and uh, uh hopefully we found something in there that you can give to the the geeks and non-geeks alike in your life and uh there was a lot of new products that came out this year that are are fun and interesting and and useful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. A lot of good stuff and uh curious to see what uh what people think of us. So be sure to hit us up on the forums and let us know.
1: Yeah, and, and honestly, if you've got ideas that we missed, forums is a good place to put them. So we are the Mac Power Users. You can find us over at Relay.fm/MPU. We hope you all have a great Thanksgiving holiday. Maybe some of the stuff we talked about today will inspire you to give a gift or ask for a gift. Um, we want to thank our sponsors today. That's Text Expander, One Password, Clean My Mac X, and Indeed. And we'll see you next time.